Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Yes, people, we're back. Another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast and our review of NXT UK from the 24th of June. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay. How are we doing, man? I'm all good. I am, uh, I've am i had a pipe burst in my house, so my feet are drenched at the moment. So that's oh, fun. fuck it <laughs> um, Yeah, but other than that, all good. <laughs> wow. What, what a way to kick off. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into this week's episode, as usual, let us know on our social media outlets what you thought of this show and any other show this week, whether it be WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, whatever it is that you watch. You can find us on Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. So let's get into it. NXT UK kicks off straight away with Mark Coffey uh, against Shah Samuels. Uh, this is a match that was announced last week. Uh, we saw... A little backstage bit in last week's episode where uh, Mark Coffey was saying how easy it was to wind up Shah Samuels in the middle of him doing his crossword. That's all he wants to do, Shah Samuels. Just, just wants to Shah. chill, wants to do his crossword. Shah Samuels at this point is Dennis the Menace's dad. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm fully waiting for him to be sat in a deck chair with like a hanky tied on his head and a big <laughs> bottle of him, um, a big plate of bangers and match. That, that's like that's the next evolution, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, step. yeah. <laughs> so yeah we get this this is just a, a big old hoss fight and it's it's not the only hoss fight on this show either um hoss-alicious yeah, hoss-alicious this is a fun one to open it I, I wasn't sure what i was expecting from this because i really enjoy shah samuels and i know what he can do i've not really seen mark hoffey uh in singles action so i didn't really know what to expect but he looked good he looks impressive yeah, i yeah. thought um, he, he, is, he is a good wrestler you know yeah <laughs> Um, Shah Samuels uh, is hilariously vocal throughout this match whether it's him shouting at Mark Coffey or him just reacting to offence <laughs> but it's just so loud it's hilarious I, I love the fact that when he entered he was like louder than his music <laughs> yeah. like you could hear him clear like drowning out his music when he's like <laughs> 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 just great isn't he he's, really he's one of the most entertaining things on NXT UK for me without a doubt um, but yeah this this match was just really stiff uh, big powerful offence from both men um, really evenly matched as well really back and forth no one ever really gaining a kind of clear advantage um, I think this was there more to just kind of show off Mark Coffey as a singles guy um, yeah. uh, to, to show what he can do kind of on his own without the the backing and, and support and whatnot uh, of the rest of Gallus. Um, and it's just kind of one-upsmanship between him and Wolfgang that they've got as well. Um, it does feel like they're, I don't say splitting them up, but like they won't be chasing the tag, they won't be involved in the tag division. Like they're, it, they're part of Gallus, but they're all going to go and forge their own kind of singles things. Yeah, it kind of feels like what they're going to be trying to do with New Day, more on that in the news. Um, Indeed. Where they'll, like have them all there as singles guys but when they need to be a unit they can be a unit yeah 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 which i'm i'm all right with actually um 
certainly off the back yeah. of this, like I thought Mark Coffey looked good. It was, it was impressed. Um, but yeah, as I, I get said, the just, impression this is going to lead to Mark Coffey versus Wolfgang, maybe as like, yeah, maybe as like a kind of like friendly competition match sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I wouldn't mind, actually. I think that'd be quite fun. Big old boss fight. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, as I say, very evenly matched. Um, both just throwing out a load of power moves. Um, I think Charles Samuels goes for the butcher's hook on a couple of occasions, uh, but can't quite lock it in. Uh, they did a really good job of like illustrating how dangerous the butcher's hook is as well. In this mm. match. Like every time that Shaw went for it, Mark um Mark Coffey looked like he was panicking, like he realised like how, this. Fuck that noise. Yeah, he, he, he realised that was going to be the end of the match if Shaw like locked it in. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I think that psychology wise, it's always good to kind of illustrate how important a finisher is. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. how like it should be, especially with submission as well. It should be the end of the match. It should be like, all right, well, there's yeah. no, there's, there's no way I'm going to win if they lock this in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of the finish of the match, uh, Coffee wins uh, by hitting a, a leaping kick off the ropes, um, which he went for earlier in the match, actually. And I think Samuels managed to block it. So on this occasion, he managed to connect and that downed him to the mat. Uh, and then as he was sitting up, comes off the ropes again and hits that low sort of corkscrew uppercut uh, for the win. But yeah, mm. that was a fun match. Big Hoss Fest to start things off. Um, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see where they go with this I'll, coffee Wolfgang rivalry. I'll never get tired of seeing Charles Samuel's spine bust the people as well. He's got oh, one of the best oh. spine busts around. Yeah. So yeah, he good. Has. Um, I, I think I might tire of seeing him lose, though, all the time. Yeah, I, I, I feel like they did. The, I said a similar thing when Wolfgang beat Sam Gradwell. I feel like the wrong man won in this match. Like, there, yeah. NXT UK is really good and they've done it in the past of making people look really good in defeat mm. and while Shah and Sam Gradwell both look good in defeat against in these matches it, it gets to a point where it's like well they need to win otherwise they stop mattering Yeah, and I think Shah Sam Gradwell in particular but Shah is also dangerously close to like mm tipping over the edge on that and I was yeah, being yeah, like yeah. okay well why should I think this guy's like a credible threat to anybody if he can't even pick up a win against like you're Mark only Coffey. ever showing me him lose yeah I think I think Coffee losing this would have made for a more interesting story down the road because you could have had Wolfgang's won his Coffee couldn't get his win next week Wolfgang loses but the week after Coffee gets his win so then they're even Rather mm. than them just having I've won, I've won, I've won, I've won, a yeah. win loss, a win loss. I get the impression they're trying to like elevate Wolfgang and Mark Coffee up to Joe Coffee's level. Because mm. Joe well. Coffee is like he's not quite a main event. He's like an open mid card guy, isn't he? Yeah, In he's NXT UK. He's like the guy who can kind of like be a sort of holding feud for for like the main transition event. to the main event. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I get the impression they're trying to elevate Wolfgang and Mark up to that level. Mm. Kind yeah, of, okay. again, to compare compare it to the new, they kind of like what they've been doing with Biggie and Woods recently to get them up to Kofi's level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, after this, there is a backstage interview with um, Amelia 
and she's then interrupted by Isla Dawn. The lights start flashing a bit weirdly. She didn't she comes bat an out. eyelid when the lights start flashing, did she? Yeah, not so, like it was nothing. <laughs> and then Isla Dawn comes over and just acts a bit fucking weird. So I imagine yeah. we're going to have a match with those two next week or the week after. Uh, it's good to see um, Amelia McKenzie. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen her for a couple of weeks, have we? Yeah, yeah. It's good to see her. Uh, then after this, teasing that, teasing that match of makeup, just, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, just, just a little bit, just a sprinkling of pepper on there, just just in case. <laughs> uh, we then get uh, newcomer Melia Schmidt, who's about to be interviewed in the performance center. Um, she's just come off the back of a training session. The people she's been sparring, training with, leave. She's there, uh, and then the lights go off, uh, and then Eva Valkyrie just runs into the ring. Uh, and starts kind of training it, on her own off the ropes. It was dead weird the fact that it was like a night vision camera all of a sudden. Yeah, and it was like it was like why why are they just turning the lights off on everyone to tell them to stop training? Surely you can just like Surely say, just all right, like, time's up. We're locking up now. Yeah, on, go. On. Yeah, it, I, it was it was it, it was, was a odd. bit weird. It was odd. It, but she, I'm intrigued by her. Like she, I am. Yeah, she seemed like a pretty capable talker. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking for. She basically like. So I realised I've cut I've cut, cut you off from what you were saying there. So that's that's all right, darling. Basically, Ginny comes out and she and she's like saying, "Oh, you're pathetic for watching someone mm. else train yeah. in the dark." Um, and it kind of teased like we're gonna get either we're gonna get her against Diva Valkyrie and then probably Ginny as well. Mm-hmm. Um, G- Ginny's. Ginny's fucking put down was brilliant though where she went don't look at me look at the floor don't look at me look at the floor <laughs> <laughs> I love Ginny she's so good she's, she's a shit bag <laughs> she's such an arsehole it's great it <laughs> makes me so happy um, Melia Schmidt formerly uh, she was an ICW uh, and various other promotions um, but yeah that'll be uh, interesting to see I've, I've not seen any of her Ring no. ring stuff, but it's called cool it. Not coming on familiar with either. Yeah, making new additions to the women's roster. Um, that continues to grow quite a bit. Um, we then get after their match last week, uh, subculture continuing <laughs> to be edgy by hanging out on the stairs like cool kids at yeah. school. Like, why did he, why, like Mark Andrews go, come on, guys, come let's on, guys, go let's, let's go and sit on and the stairs and be rebels. The stairs. Fuck oh, off. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What is this? <laughs> and uh, then we got we got the uh, the best thing that's graced my new television I got yesterday <laughs> uh, uh, that I've seen yeah pretty deadly in the forties detective slacks. <laughs> it's a look. <laughs> it's the best look. They're the best. I look pretty deadly. <laughs> they, they genuinely make me so happy. <laughs> every week I keep tri- checking if WWE.com's got a fucking pretty deadly shirt yet. No. <laughs> nope. Uh, I want the most gaudy, over-the-top shirt that they can like, Oh, it's going to have to be fucking horrible, isn't it? It's going to be like It's going to have to be made Paisley. from Paisley. Paisley. <laughs> Paisley satin with pretty deadly, like the, Golgi- the Dolce & Gabbana logo. Because your headache just to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. No, your nose starts bleeding if you look at it too long. <laughs> That's what I want. It's like one of those magic eye pictures. You start seeing things in it. <laughs> yes, boy. Yes, boy. 
Um, so yeah, pretty they, deadly approach them. And Mark Andrews <laughs> just basically says, "Put your money where your mouth is." So I imagine we're getting a tag team pretty, match. Pretty deadly made them look like absolute mugs as just well. Mugged him right just, off. Just the way they looked at each other and laughed, laughed at them and walked off. <laughs> Like, why would we waste our time with you fucking chumps sitting on the stairs? <laughs> sitting on the stairs, dickheads. Being a fucking tripping hazard as we're trying to walk down the stairs. You <laughs> trip over his fringe. Oh, yeah. dear. Got, right. got a little bit of... Got, they caught a little bit of a Danny Luna looking at Lewis Harley's ass a bit too long as well, didn't he? Did they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't play, you know, uh, like those, those pants. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't run the same if I was sat there. <laughs> Um, next up is Stevie Turner uh, against the, I think it's a debut. I don't believe I've seen Laura DiMatteo from Progress. Oh, she from this Progress? is interesting. Okay. This is very interesting. She was in Ginny's faction. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was in the House of Couture. So I don't know Ooh. whether they're going to, uh, whether they're going to reference that, whether they're going to bring her in as part of Ginny's faction. Okay. I hope so. She's fucking she, great. She she gave me um Oh fuck, why have I forgotten her name? Um she was with Mandy Rose, SmackDown with Sonya Deville. Sonya she gives me Sonya Deville vibes a little bit. That kind mm. of like rough and ready, like kind of like cage fire MMA look a bit. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this match. Actually, I was I was I was excited to see Laura Di Matteo because I've seen her stuff in progress and she's very good. Mm. Yeah, um, I've I've not seen her before, but um we didn't really get much of a chance to see what she was capable of in this, though. It was pretty mm. much a squash for the most part. Um, yeah, yeah, they had some good chemistry though. These two, from what we like, what I saw, like this is the best Stevie Turner's looked since she came to NXT. UK. She, I thought she was coming across quite heelish in her mannerisms. Yeah, well, they were they were piping in some booze, weren't they? Yeah. Because um, rem- remember, she's in the fourth dimension. All the others are just two D. <sighs> They're like little paper. They're like paper Mario. Can we not? <laughs> oh, I was dear. so excited to talk about the fourth dimension when I saw Stevie Turner. I got really... Fucking hell. When, when, it, when it came on, I was like, I can't wait to talk to Troy about the fourth dimension. You know how, you know how they... Because I, I knew this would be the reaction. <laughs> <laughs> you were shaking your head at me like, for fuck's oh, sake. Oh, God. Do you remember... Oh, no. Just, it's bollocks. Do you remember... Yeah. You, you know... Um, not do you remember... How they give subculture that <laughs> black and white filter on their video. Yeah. They're, well, they're like in the... They're in like the first dimension. They haven't got second yet. <laughs> they haven't even got to colour. Fucking hell. They haven't even got to colour TV yet. They're two, they're the two steps off... Get- <laughs> they're two steps off giving Stevie Turner a similar overlay, but some sort of fucking... Cyberpunk, just 4D, just, just binary code down the binary screen, code, like, the like the Matrix. Oh, I don't like this. She's really good. Yeah, I thought she was really, really good in this match. I, like she looked. The vicious. thing is, like they're clearly trying to give her like a cyberpunk, a cyberpunk character, aren't they? Do, it's near do working. Need, they just need to do what they did with um, Becky Lynch when she wore, wore the steampunk stuff. They didn't make it the fine hair. They just said, "Oh yeah, she just she's just into that. That's why she wears it." Yeah. Oh, I, just, I don't. Because like even it. a, a gear looks really cool. Yeah, um, a gear's all right. I just, one I, one I thing I did like. Which, I don't know if it's because it's Andy Shepard like hamming it up on commentary. 
Andy Shepard's so fucking tongue in cheek about it though, isn't he? He's like, oh, she's she's in the like the four. How do you say? Is it? I love Andy Shepard. Four D or f- no? He's she's like, a, you mean she's 4K. in the fourth dimension. All these other competitors, they were in the second dimension. <laughs> I love him. He's the best. Oh, God. You know, he's quickly becoming one of my favourite commentators as well. Just because he's so into <laughs> He just gives it beans, doesn't he? He is. He gives it beans. <laughs> him and Pat McAfee um, on commentary would be... Oh, oh that'd be good. That'd be two good. overexcited <laughs> children. <laughs> just berating him. Berating Andy Shepard. <laughs> and then air guitar in his face. <laughs> um... Yeah, like I, I, one thing I did like speaking of commentary is that uh, Nigel McGuinness gave a little shout out to the late Hannah Kamora. That was a nice. Yeah, he look. did. That was nice. Um, yeah, really nice. Yeah, uh, I didn't realise that Stevie Turner was a tag partner. No, uh, nor did I. That was news to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I like that. And the the best thing in this match was Stevie's finisher. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, I was about to say she. That was, when so she, cool it was when she gives initially I was saying like she kind of gave us some heel mannerisms and the first time I kind of saw that is she hit that massive forearm to Di Matteo when she was on the apron and then yeah. she, she was kind of reveling in her, 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 her work that she'd done that and then yeah as you say the finish of the match she, in the corner she hit what looked like Bala's finisher not finisher but one of Bala's like transition moves where he kind of has them hung up and then sp- like spins around, drops him with the forearm. I can't remember what it's called. Not the 1916. Oh, um, or is it the 1916? No, it's the Nightmare on Helm Street. Yeah. She hits that in the corner and then she follows up with a rope-assisted flatliner, which looked fucking oh, awesome. So, so Dimitar's like it, tied up on the ropes and she just runs the, the way. Her. The way they shot it as well, because Dimitar just got like a bit a flurry of offense and then Stevie yeah. just like shut her down. Yeah. And then it... it he made it look like um, Di Matteo was going to start like coming back. Like she helped herself up on the ropes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they shown her like the referee checking on her and she's like, I'm good, I'm good. And then out of nowhere, Stevie just like hit. Yeah, it looked like almost she was like going to like dive through the ropes as well. I thought that. Like hit it. And then she just like dumped it on her head. It was like, oh, fuck, that was cool. That was yeah, really man. cool. Yeah. So, so you have to be in the fourth dimension. No, it means. Fuck off. Bang and finish it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that was cool really good finisher um, we then see Joe Coffey preparing backstage uh, Wolfgang needs to behave himself for that fucking hat he looks like he should be in E17 looks like a twat doesn't he it's like a fucking class prat <laughs> the twat in the hat speaking of twats we then see Kenny Williams confronting Nathan Fraser. Uh tells him to stop wrestling right. old boys and to face him why why <clears> is it like since Kenny Williams has shaved his beard off that he looks like his teeth are too big for his head. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he, talk, he talks like that though as well. Like he, oh, like he over. sort of like overstretches his mouth as he speaks. Mm. I don't like it. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I miss, I miss Kenny Williams just being like, what is Kenny say, Williams saying? He's got saying he's got good luck, but then being a piece of shit to to get yeah. good luck. Yeah, that's all he needed to, to do. He didn't need to completely like overhaul his character. I'm a shit bag and I know it. Fuck off. Yeah, we, we finally knew what Kenny Williams was and then they've kind of like upped the, the fucking volume on it now. I was like, oh, great. However, Kenny Williams and Nathan Fraser should be a really good match. Yeah. Yeah, I That'd be so. fun. Mm. I got excited when I saw that. 
Mm. Uh, speaking of excitement, we then get a little teaser video for so there's a figure that approaches the table <clears throat> kind of darkly lit. There's a suitcase there, which has got NXT branded on top of it. The suitcase opens up. There's some paper. It's got NXT logo on the front. It says confidential. Turns out that it's a contract. The mysterious person signs the contract and signs it with the name Blair Davenport. This was something that got trademarked a while back, wasn't it? Like mm. we thought Ages about it, I think it was like in March. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I don't know who it could be. I've got a theory. No idea. My theory is it might be Bailey Matthews. Oh really? Because the robe was very similar to Regal's. Ah, okay. I thought it might have been a woman, but... So, I thought it might have been a woman, the way they were walking. Mm. But then, the hands, the hands look like a fella's. Hmm. But I I don't know. And it, it's it's a hard one, isn't it? Because Blair's like a unisex name. Like, it can be a man or a woman's name. That's true. There's... So, a... it, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky, yeah. but I I just thought because it was similar to Bailey Matthews, like Blair Davenport, Bailey Matthews. Well, there's speculation on the internet that it could be one B Priestley as well. Did, did it, could, was, it could have been B Priestley. She was meant to sign well, with them this year, like earlier this year, in fact, I think. Yeah, she left Japan in, I want to say May. Mm. But then the They've trademarked their name way before that, so she, that would indicate she'd signed a lot earlier when she was doing shit with like yeah, New yeah. Japan. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, if it's B Priestley, it's it's a fucking get for WWE because she's great. She's a really good wrestler, um, and she she was obviously she was with AEW. She only left because of visa issues. Yeah. Um. From what I gather, so yeah, if it's B Priestley, that's a good guy. Mm. I, the the thing, the thing, as I say, the thing that really stood out for me was the uh, the rope. the rope looked like William Regal's. Yeah, I was like, that could be Bailey Matthews. Yeah, not a bad shout. Or, yeah, um, either way, very intriguing. Definitely, definitely. Uh, then we get Jack Stars <clears throat> being interviewed. Uh, this is a nice little video package, uh, like a piece of camera interview. Um, saying that he's ready to take on Tyler Bate. Um, they cut to a little bit from Tyler Bate saying the reason he chose Stars is because he's well-travelled and well-respected um, in the locker room and uh, at the performance centre and stuff. And Stars says that he didn't think he was worthy uh, and he came up uh, on the summer camp circuit uh, wrestling like every day, six weeks, um, and similar to the likes of people like uh, Robbie Brookside, William Regal, um, what's his name, is it? James Mason? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said he's had more tryouts for WWE than anyone else, and he kept getting knocked down and, and, and getting back up again. Uh, and now he's kind of here to, to prove why that was all worth it. This would be uh, really good. A couple, couple of uh, cool little cameos in that uh, picture from of them from the trials. I was trying to work out some of them. I didn't recognise yeah, the any. Only, the only one I saw was CJ Banks, who's... Um, He's a wrestler who's from Southport, so not far from me. Okay. Um, he's pretty good. I don't know if he's still wrestling. I've not heard much of him for a mm. while, but uh, that's pretty cool. I saw it. I was like, oh, the CJ. Um, and yeah, there, there was 
a few other people I saw there. I was like, I know their face, but I can't think what the name is off the top of my head. But mm. yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that match is, yeah, man. That match is next week. Uh, Heritage Cup match. Do you, re- do you reckon uh, Ty- uh, Tyler's going to have his dad Trent in the corner? Do you reckon Jack Stars is going to have his dad Dave Mastiff in the corner? <laughs> Big Daddy Dave. In his shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> and his like, doily on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jack, lad. <laughs> Don't turn down the opportunity, lad. You fool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That, I was going to say friend of the match. podcast, Dave Mastiff, but it's just more like podcast favourite, isn't it? Could be all Pod, podcast favourite, Dave Mastiff, but big, top big taste, big tasty's hustle alarms going off just by us mentioning him by name. <laughs> big, big, big tasty's got a tea towel up, just like waving it at the uh, hustle alarm right now. <laughs> top, top, top lad, Jack Stars, though, getting some recognition. I'm, I'm really happy about that. I'm actually um, really looking forward to that match as well because Jack Jack Stars is like a really underrated technical wrestler. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like him and Tyler are going to have a different match to what Tyler's had against other people. Mm. Yeah, I do. Um, then we come to Oliver Carter versus Tao Man. Um, I forget how banging Oliver Carter's music is. So good. And his ring gear is fucking sick as well. Like the, the gilet with the, the badge and stuff on it. And oh, he just looks fucking excellent. Big fan yeah. of that. Um, did you know? Pro- I, I, his promo wasn't great though, was it? Uh, yeah, not so much. He <laughs> <laughs> looked like he was trying to remember remember his line before he'd said it. Bless him. <laughs> um, did you notice? And I'm fairly sure they didn't have this before. They've added an eye at the start of Tao Man's video package. I did. Yeah. Uh, they. I'm not sure I've seen it before. He's had it recently, but I don't think he had it immediately. Okay. He's had it at least in his last like two matches, I'd say. Ah, oh, fair enough. Okay. I just might not have been paying as much attention. I think I was probably paying more attention to this match because of what happened at the end of last week's match. So I was just looking yeah. out for a little bit. So, um, yeah, this was a cool match, man. Uh, really Carter comes out like really fired up, like really aggressive. Like looks like he scouted Tailman's every move, like so much quicker than him. Um, and even when like Tailman slaps him, like he doesn't back down from it. And he, at one point he kind of gets him in the corner with his forearm up against his neck. And he's just like, like, like slap me again. Like a dare you slap me again. Um, and he Tayman, turns his, Tayman's turn- such a horrible little bastard though, isn't he? Oh, he's devious he's little just, shit. He, he, he's <laughs> just, he, he reminds me so much of like, um, Alex from the Clockwork Orange, though, like <laughs> just by his movement, just by the way he's like kind of like dissects a body part. Of, yeah, yeah. The way he's trying to like amp up the violence in his matches. Yeah, it's like a good chance. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> um, yeah, he turns his back after he's done that, and Tayman goes. I think Tayman goes to hit him in the back or kick him or something, and Carter like even evades that, even with his back to him, and and follows up with like a kick to the head, which looked fucking awesome. Um, and then Tayman just then on the they're on the outside of the ring. I can't remember how to get out of there. Um, but Tayman basically starts targeting the arm and, and uses the stairs to kind of drive Carter into that. Uh, sorry, uses it and drives Carter into them. Um, and then a lot of it is like you say, him just kind of dissecting him and really working over the arm to try and uh, soften him up for the cross face. Um, yeah. 
a little later, Carter nearly ends things with a super kick right underneath the chin. And then he follows up with a fucking great Booker T looking scissor kick for a two count, which is fucking quality. Um, but it, he eventually... Go on. I was going to say, to go back to the crossface for a second, um, what we were talking about with um, the Shah Samuels match, where they really hyped up the danger of yeah. the butcher's hook. They did yeah. the same thing with mm-hmm. the crossface, like, Every time Tayman went for it, Oliver Carter like looked like he was panicking to get yeah. out of it. Sure, he didn't get locked in. He locked and, it in what? Or he he tried to lock it in one, and Carter, Carter managed to scramble to the rope the first time round. Yeah, he can't. Like, the, the cool thing with that was Tayman then like transitioned it into like a Fujiwara armbar. That's it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like he realized he, he wasn't Carter wasn't quite there yet, so he then he then like twisted it into that, and then. Arthur was like, shit, I really need to get out of this now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, again, just like really good psychology, the way that, um, like, amping, uh, hyping up the danger of the finisher. It's, yeah. it, it almost like can feel like a lost art at times that, like, mm. the only other person really who does a very good job of doing it is Kenny Omega with the um, Warming Angel. Warming Angel, yeah. Other than that, like, a lot of people kind of, and I suppose last year with the hurt lock as well. Um, yeah. But other than that, a lot of people kind of like don't really big up how dangerous finishes are. It's something I love to see. The Rainmaker? Nah, the Rainmaker card, it's about 20 in a match. <laughs> except, for, except for Will Ospreay, where he only needed one. Just one. Just, just one. Aaron, just one. Just one, I'm Aaron. Listening. Just one. <laughs> that winds him up so much. Oh, God. <laughs> That's one of my favourite things from Wrestle King. <laughs> Aaron's reaction when we were like, he only needed one. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Omega would still like 80 of them. Spray <laughs> only needed one. Just the one. <laughs> Weak. Um, so yeah, the finish of the match comes when... Got the champion. <laughs> when Carter eventually succumbs to and taps out to the crossface. After the bell goes, Tayman locks it in again. And then uh, Rohan Raja comes down looking saucy uh, and gets those right pants, up in- Those pants were tight. They were tight, weren't they? Sprayed he, on. He was, he was giving me major Stephen Richards vibes, though, with the white socks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also, like, how high up his like, pants were. Like, the, <laughs> his cats were a little bit deed, weren't he? As Aaron his would cats say, are deed. Um, <laughs> but then he had like those bright white socks and I was like, fucking hell. Fucking hell, blinding. Just hit, go on, hit a Stephen kicker, there. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out, gets in the face of Teoman and you think he's there to protect Carter and then Teoman walks off as if he's like, nope, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, and then he looks around and he points to his eye and that just sets something off in Roger and then he this just was like shit out of Carter. This was like some like Ultra shit, wasn't it? Yeah, man. <laughs> like, he, like he's like literally got like mind control over him because he did he did as you say he made the save and then Tayman was like walking away and then as soon as he put it to his eye like it was like he flipped the switch yeah this is awesome so mm. the eye is forming yeah and I think I said the other week I, I expected think, him to join I think Ashton Smith's join you reckon I, I wouldn't be surprised if Oliver Carter did at this point Okay. Because it's a similar sort of thing where obviously he beat he injured Rohan Raja and then Rohan's joined him. Mm. He's injured Ashton Smith and he's 
now he's injured Oliver Carter. It's like he's injuring people and then he's kind of like, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Like he, they, they're sympathising with the captain and they're, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, join. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like, I feel like Smith and Carter are probably going to join that group as well. And I'm down with that because it gives them something to do and they're two like really like underutilised guys and then it's yeah. good. Yeah, definitely. Quality stuff. Um, so yeah, lots of intrigue around that as to who else is going to be joining. And I'm sure they'll do a real good job to build that over the next few weeks. Uh, then we get Akid calling out Jordan Devlin. <clears throat> Says that he's been trying to learn and improve since he lost his Heritage Cup. Something that Devlin has not done and tells him that when he beats him next week, he'll teach him to respect defeat. I didn't quite get what he said at first. I thought he said he would teach him to respect his feet. And I was like, what does that mean? And I had to go back like twice and realise he meant def- it was said defeat. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, JR would refer to Akid as someone with educated feet. He would. So he would. That's why he probably. He, it's why it's understandable. You thought that it was his feet. I thought um, they were going down some new gimmick path where he was just going to threaten people with his feet all the time. <laughs> you will res- respect my feet, or else I'll punt you in the head. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a really good promo for Aker. Like he's mm. uh, he's another one. Who I think is like a really underrated talker. He's such a good wrestler. Like for for me, Aker's probably like in the top five guys and. NXT UK at the moment. Yeah, easily. Yeah. His in ring, his in ring works phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it kind of because because he doesn't speak that much. When he does speak, you kind of go, "Oh yeah, he's actually a really good talker." Yeah, man. Like, and and again, he's someone I think is probably if if he doesn't win the NXT UK UK title, I can see him going to NXT pretty soon because he seems like yeah. He seems like pretty much ready, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. I like him. I like him. He's so yeah. good. Really, really good. So that match is uh, also next week, I think. Actually, it's mm. fairly stacked cards. So we've got the Heritage Cup match: Tyler Bate and Jack Stars. Then we've got Akid versus Devlin, and I'm sure did they announce one more? I feel like they, they said did. Mako Satamora was going to be in action, but they didn't say who she was going to be in action against. Okay. Yeah, that'll be her in action. First defense. Yeah, since winning the title, we'll just made the kick somebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we come on to the main event of the evening. Oh boy! God, speaking of murder. Oh boy! Boy, Ilya Dragunov versus Rampage Brown versus Joe Coffey. Oh, uh, just before the match, I noticed Rampage has got a new video on the Tron. That's nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, his music still slaps. Um, I, I then, just wish they'd, um, they'd just pony up the money for the rights for I Will Be Heard by Hatebreed. <laughs> just get it. It doesn't feel do right that. seeing a Rampage enter to anything else. As much as his music slaps, it needs to be I Will Be Heard by Hatebreed. <laughs> it's that or nothing. <laughs> it's that or nothing. It's simple as. <laughs> Did CM Punk with Cult of Personality for Rampage down with Hatebreed? Come on, play the game. <laughs> while you're at it get grizzled young veterans three lines because that would just be funny fuck um, off <laughs> just like just like Zach Gibson used to use in um, OTT <laughs> get him get him three lines that would be that would be fucking great or you'll never walk alone one or the other <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah the match itself um, 
right from the start, like Coffee and Brown kind of like square off and you can see Dragunov's like wanting to get in it and they just completely blank him like he's not there and he's like, hang on a fucking minute, lads. Gets himself involved. Um, I, I like the fact that they kind of made it out that like they were two passes and Ilya wasn't one. Yeah. So Ilya had to then go full hoss to yeah, show, yeah, yeah. Them, to show fucking, like I can compete. <laughs> I might not be the biggest guy, but I'm a fucking horse. Like I will hit just as hard. Oh, and fucking so right, he did. This was excellent. Um, but there was a moment where Brown caught Dragon off off a leapfrog attempt into a power slam, which looked fucking awesome. I think he, Brown went to charge at him in the corner, and Dragon off went to leapfrog over him, and Brown just turned his body kind of mid air and power slammed him down, which looked phenomenal. Yeah. Brown, Absolutely mad at Ilya with a um, clothesline at one point as well. Yeah. Uh, Brown like getting up for a, Yeah. Brown getting up for a drop kick is an absolutely terrifying sight as well. <laughs> it's just like he, a guy that he, big shouldn't have that uh, much elevation. <laughs> yeah. A guy that big shouldn't be able to drop kick like a card, but he does. <laughs> yeah, that was that's well, awesome. Fun fact for you. Um, awesome terrifying. Kazushiko Okada as opposed to a Rampage Brown in his bedroom. <laughs> I'm back by there. Didn't know Do, Doing a drop kick. <laughs> <laughs> Rampage Brown saw Kazuchika Okada the Rainmaker. Um, uh, um, Coffee then gets Brown a little later in the match. Um, like just constant back and forth like whether it was one-on-one or all three of them kind of getting their stuff in um there's a moment a little later in the match where coffee gets brown into a boston crab and then Dragonov gets in and just starts delivering licks to their head like forearms yeah. and slaps and stuff and coffee's just having none of it at all do, and do, you, think, think, do you think joe coffee's been watching some pack matches <laughs> do you reckon he watched double or nothing i think he might watch double or nothing there's a few little bits in this match where i was like yeah that that was similar to, to that uh, triple threat. Not not that I like want to go like go and compare it, but I was like, yeah, that was similar. That was similar. Yeah, but that that looks familiar. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, it was it was it was still a cool visual. Like Joe Coffee just no selling ill, you just punching the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that Brown was still in it and didn't tap out, was <laughs> in it for yeah. about a minute. <laughs> um, they go to uh. uh Coffee and Dragunov go to hit uh, a suplex together, like a two-on-one on Brown. And they get him up, like they get him vertical and he fights his way back down and then hits a double suplex on them, which looked fucking really immense. Um, Brown then hits a big, big old murder chop to Dragunov, which is that little clip that I sent you in uh, in Messenger yeah. earlier. Fuck me dead. They but just slap the piss out of each other. It was a little, nice little bit of force. She had one rampage chop and like literally doing a Walter chop. Yeah. On Ilya. Yeah. It was yeah, a yeah. little bit of force. She had one. Yeah. Uh, on the outside of the ring, Brown power slams coffee onto the mat, um, which looked like a really horrible landing on his arm. Um, cause you, you message, cause you'd already watched it before I had. He said, has Brown murdered coffee yet? And I was like, thing on the outside, I was like, because that looked horrible. And you're like, nope, not yet. Oh, Christ, no, there's ways yet. to come. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, going to have to re- rename the bottom. <laughs> uh, back in the ring, um, Dragunov and Brown um, start teeing off in each other. And Dragunov manages to get him up for several, I think two, I think two German suplexes 
which looked fucking impressive. Um, but then as he's going for a third, Joe Coffey comes in and they have a bit of a kind of role reversal. One of them grabs the ropes and then Brown gets behind them and German suplexes both of them, which looks yeah. again, incredible. Um, he's so strong. It's ridiculous. So strong. Uh, he's, he's... Joe then goes for what looked like, I think a discus lariat and then Dragunov kind of blocked that with, was it a torpedo Moscow? Was it just a uh, corkscrew uppercut? Cause that's, it was corkscrew, of course. Corkscrew uppercut. Uh, they look similar, like, because they happen so quickly. Yeah. Like, Torpedo Moscow is just like a corkscrew shoulder charge and then a corkscrew uppercut. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's kind of like a bit of a, I assume it was meant to happen, but it, it looked a little messy. So Brown managed to avoid the lariat because Dragunov hits Coffee with the corkscrew uppercut. Um, and then <laughs> to the point. Uh, you were mentioning uh, Brown then hits a massive doctor bomb on Joe Coffey and absolutely fucking just Joe, power Joe bombs him out of his boots. Joe Coffey lands on his head. It's, oh, it was it was unpleasant like pleasant. It, to it my was, eyes. I, I compared it to the uh, Liger bomb pacted on Orange Cassidy a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was like that. That sort of landing. Oof. Very upsetting. Jesus. Uh, so he hits that. That takes out Joe. And then Ilya gets up on the top rope and follows up with a top rope torpedo Moscow for the win. Pinning Rampage Brown. I was convinced Joe was here to take the pin. I thought Joe was there to take the pin. I think it kind of solidifies Ilya more in yeah. pinning Page though. Definitely. I feel, Definitely. I feel like, in, in hindsight, I feel like Rampage was the right guy to take the pin from Ilya because it was like, Ilya Ilya's already not he's not has he beaten Joe Coffey? Mm, I don't, don't know actually no but I don't it, think he has like Ilya's the kind of guy that he, he wants to go after the biggest guy in the fight yeah and Rampage is easily the biggest guy in that but, fight but bar Walter he's taken out the biggest he, guy because he's literally <laughs> built out of trees um, <laughs> built out of redwoods his, arm, his arms and legs are like fucking tree trunks um, <laughs> it's just but, such yeah. a thick man <laughs> yeah it, if Rampage was a smaller guy that torpedo Moscow he would have probably like come out the other side of him <laughs> fatality like, the, the fucking the velocity of Ilya hitting that and Rampage sold it like a fucking champ yeah I was like yeah, that, yeah. this match was outstanding I loved this I yeah, thought man. so such a good match you know you know, all so the, the guys other... gone. I was gonna say all the guys looked convincing in it. None yeah. of them came out looking worse. No. It was no, it was it was outstanding. You know, the other week when I was saying, "Oh, I think I've decided on my top ten matches of the year so far," and you were like, "This was before I'd watched NXT UK and before they'd announced this match." Uh, you were like, yeah. "Maybe hold off on that." <laughs> and yeah, I, I haven't finalised that list yet, and I'm glad I haven't because I, I haven't this is in there for a shout. I'm making sure that we get to July the first. To like fucking plan any of that. I mean, that's only what next Thursday. Next Thursday, yeah. But there's, I mean, there's still. Well, you definitely there's still naked. Jungle Boy and Kenny Omega on Saturday. Oh fuck yeah! That's, that's 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 why I'm holding off because there's Jungle Boy Kenny Omega tomorrow, um, <laughs> and there's probably going to be a couple of other like Loki bangers on AEW this week. It's pretty stacker. Golden Nuggets. Yeah. So uh, after his win. And he's celebrating in a ring. 
Big Daddy Walter comes down, holds the belt up. Uh, I believe he's saying something in German, um, but I imagine it's along the lines of, like, this is mine. Like, you ain't taking Ilya's it. taking that fucking belt off him, and he's, <laughs> but Ilya's going to do it. God, he, Walter murders him with a just a slap to the chops and sends him right that like Dragonov's face looked shook when yeah. Walter came in initially. Dra- Dragonov looked like he had PTSD when Walter walked in. Yeah. Yeah. Like he genuinely looked like, oh God, no, not you. <laughs> not you. <laughs> I thought I was done with you. Ilya's absolutely taken that belt off Walter. He is, isn't he? He I is. called it in he the face. I was like, Ilya's gonna get that six months down the line. Here we are. Daddy's home. <laughs> got him in a fucking got him in a fucking sleeper and oh my god it was it was fucking hard to watch like him just he had him in a sleeper and then he leans over still in the sleeper and pulls the belt towards them <laughs> holds it up in Ilya's face and like you'll never get this so Ilya <laughs> it, like, Ilya had to be the man to this Rowan Walter as much as I to want be. to see that happen and it will I still want Walter to hold it for like another year or something he might he might, he might. I, still, I, I Dragunov is definitely, definitely I, the one to take it from him. But, I wouldn't be against the idea, and I'm, it's something I've spoke about with um, with uh, AW with Omega and Hangman. And it's a really, it's really good the way like Hangman obviously keeps getting so close to beat Kenny Omega, and then goes so close to getting his shot against Kenny Omega, and then like he gets some some kind of spanner in the works, mm. and it feels like they're doing that with Ilya. I wouldn't be against the idea of him. He's got his he's got his rematch with Walter now. If, yeah. we, we know that's coming because Walter's attacked him. Yeah. And he's won a match that they basically said was a number one contender's match. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be against Ilya like literally like having Walter beaten and like the ref's out or something. Yeah. And then when the ref comes into two counts and then Walter just murders him again. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be against that. I feel yeah. like it's probably not going to happen because they do tend to the, the sort of formula. They'll give them on the second attempt, won't they? Yeah, I feel like they're going to they're following the same formula as um, Kaylee Ray, Ray and Mako, Mako where yeah. first time he lost, second time he's taken it. Hmm. Um, but God, I just I just can't wait. I, I'm so excited for this. Like as soon as as soon like that that's the thing as well because like obviously I said I, about like to you before you'd see, seen it oh yeah like Rampage made the Joe Coffee I, was, I made sure not to even mention this so you got the, the excitement that I yeah, got yeah man knowing like the realisation oh my god we're getting Walter earlier too <sighs> and I was just like it, I cannot wait like yeah it, that's what I mean if, if fuck if that gets if that's on like the fucking next week's episode it won't be they'll, they'll build this for three weeks or so now I think but mm. that would have probably been an easy little contender for one of the one of the matches of the year so far. Well, I mean, we've already had them once, and it's in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that wasn't this year. Was it not? No, it was November. Oh, okay. Tail end of last year. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Was that on your list? <sighs> Might have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have to fucking take it off me. There's there's a couple of NXT UK but, matches on there. To be fair, um, I, I can I can tell you for nothing. Walter Aikens definitely on mine. That's on mine. That's absolutely on my. <laughs> it's, it's. I, I haven't done it in a particular order, but I have, and it's quite near the top. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of my favourite matches of the year so far. 
Absolutely. Anyway, that was NXT UK. What were your highs and lows, yeah. mate? Um, so I was going to say the triple threat. However, I really enjoyed um, Tayman versus Oliver Carter. That was fun. Very I fun. really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I loved the triple threat and the, the, realistically, the triple threat probably would be what I'd say was the best thing on the show. At risk of being but, predictable. <laughs> yeah, but I also thought I really liked the story with Tayman kind of like building this faction and yeah, him just fucking with people and just being horrible about it and any time we get to see Oliver Carter wrestle is a good day because he's fucking outstanding. He is, yeah. And he's, one, as I say, he's one of the most underutilised guys in NXT UK for me. He's, he's fan, fantastic, um, really good wrestler and we don't see nearly enough of him. So the fact that actually given him something to do as well with this feud with Tayaman, mm-hmm. who Tayaman's like, like, like a guy who they've really protected as well. So, yeah. It, it's cool they've kind of they're given them that and it's just a really cool story um, and I'm excited to see where it goes uh, my low I'd probably say um, a little bit too many vignettes for me this week okay that just kind of not even like vignettes that led somewhere either it was just like like the um, Amelia McKenzie and Isla Dome and we know they're going to have another match but which is weird. Oh yeah, turn off the lights and then literally straight after. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's turn off the lights on the PC. Train is over. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a, and even like I know they were doing it to build the main event, but even like the vignettes for like Rampage earlier and Joe Coffee. Mm. Again, I feel like they could have probably put that into just one. Yeah, and used it to kind of highlight <clears throat> something else. Yeah, had one and played it at the start of the show. Yeah, I, I I don't think any of them were bad vignettes. I just, just a few too many. I just think they were a little bit overkill on it. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. What about you, mate? Uh I'm gonna be predictable. My high was the triple threat. Yeah. It was fucking excellent. Um yeah, it was outstanding. <laughs> my low, um subculture trying to be edgy sat on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I nearly picked cool kids. I nearly picked that. <laughs> my low, my low for NXT UK. I mean, just like you on Raw, your low is what they're doing with the women's division. My low for NXT UK every week is always going to be subculture. <laughs> More specifically, Mark Andrews. Yes, <laughs> being such a cool, edgy guy who's cool, like edgy guy. forty. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna literally become like Steve Buscemi in Grown Ups. Hello, fellow <laughs> children. <laughs> The that's baseball cap backwards what he's and the gonna... skateboard over his shoulder. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what Mark Andrews is going to end up being. <laughs> cool, cool kid. Right, that wraps it up. Another yes, one well. in the bag. That was NXT UK for the 24th of June. Thanks for listening, as always. We very much appreciate it. As I said at the top of the show, let us know your thoughts on this episode or anything else from the wrestling world on our social media Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Till the next time, look after yourselves. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.